0: Welcome to Living Inside Out Today with host Joy Ross. Joy and her guests will help you learn how to think inside out so you can begin experiencing the God-given birthrights of joy, fulfillment, and freedom. Learn micro steps you can take today for macro results. It's time to dissect your everyday way of thinking. Now, here is your host, Joy Ross.
1: Good day, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where you are in the world and what time you're listening to the show. Welcome to Living Inside Out Today. I'm your host, Joy Ross, and I'm super excited about today's show. You guys, uh, if you've been following us the past couple weeks, you know that we're in the middle of a new series, and so my energy level is super high. I've got a dynamic speaker um, Guess with me today. So before we go any further, though, I'd like to give a shout out to our first time listeners. If that's you, and you are listening for the first time, welcome to the show. I'm so glad that you're tuning in with us. And I want to hear from you. If you're listening for the first time, send me a note living inside out today at gmail.com. Let me know today was your first time listening and Let me know where you are in the world. And for all the frequent listeners who tune in week after week, are living inside out today, family, you guys, welcome back. I get such joy spending time with you guys week after week. And I love doing this show. And here's what I know about you guys. Whether we personally met or not, if you listen to this show, what I know about you is you're personally committed to your own growth and development. And you guys really are committed and wanting to show up every day as the best version of you. And as you know, I share that commitment. And I believe that's what bonds us together in this community. You know, here's one thing that I've learned in my own personal growth journey. And I'm actually continually learning because. This life journey is ongoing, right? We're constantly learning. One thing I've learned is this, what we think and what we believe, the stories that are in our heads that we tell ourselves, that drives everything. So I want to ask you, what are you thinking today? What are you believing about you The reason why that's so important, you guys, is because how we see ourselves matters. And sometimes we have a tendency to focus on what everybody else thinks of us. But in reality and in truth, the only opinion that matters is the one that we have of ourselves. So let me help you out. This is for somebody. Or maybe this is for all of us. I'm going to help myself out, too. Let me drop some truths. Here's what is true about you. You are uniquely and beautifully made. Yep, you are. You are created for a purpose and you are highly valued and loved by God. So if you're hearing any other stories in your head, if you're telling yourself anything other than you are beautiful, you have gifts and talents, you're wonderfully made, you are loved. I just want to let you guys know that's false. Those things aren't true about you. So you are loved. You are, you matter. You have unique gifts. You were created for a purpose. And so speaking of you, I created this show specifically with you guys in mind. And as a result of my own transformation journey. And it's my deep desire to spread love, encouragement, and positivity On every show. And as you guys know, if you listen week to week, we're all about having conversations and sharing stories of personal transformation from the inside out. We're also all about sharing tools, tips that you guys can begin using today to help you in your journey to live a life of joy, fulfillment, freedom, and abundance. Because, hey, that's what we all really desire, right? We're all on a journey in life, and our journeys bring us opportunities to learn and grow. That's another thing that I know for sure. And it's my own personal transformation journey uh, that has included many highs and lows, you guys. That's part of the journey in life. And my journey has included a lot of valleys, And even some dark, scary moments, including a cancer diagnosis several years ago, actually seven or eight years ago. I'm so glad that I'm on the other side of that now. But going through all of those low periods, going through the valleys, and now being on the other side, that's changed me forever. And I'm so clear now that I'm called and there's a purpose for me to share my story with others, to share what I've learned, to share the revelation that I've received, all for the purpose of helping and encouraging and inspiring others. So it's my desire on today's show, because I do believe that in whatever we're doing, there needs to, we need to tap into what are we desiring? What's our intention What is our purpose in doing the things that we do? So for this show today, it's my desire, it's my intention that something will be said as we move forward in our conversation that will bring light, that will bring love, that will bring perhaps a little bit of healing, too, to all of the listeners So, hey, if you're listening right now and you feel like you've been just going through the motions in life and checking the boxes, you know, doing all the things, but you're feeling like something is missing, I want you to know you are not alone. And you guys have heard me say, if you tune in week after week for many years, that was my experience. I live by sort of this checkbox mentality. You know, sort of steering my life according to society's blueprint for success and based on social conditioning. You know, it's trying to do all the things. You guys know those things. Go to school, get an education, work your way up, you know, in corporate America, set your sights on making a certain amount of money. And, Maybe go on and get an advanced degree and start your own business and meet the right person and get married and move into the right neighborhood and do all the things. Because at the end of that, what we are told by society is that that is what will produce happiness and joy and peace and all the things that we want. But here's the thing. Here's what I discovered. Here's what I received a deep revelation on, you guys. There is no amount of education. There's no amount of money. There's no amount of checking off the boxes and achieving the goals and the milestones. And none of the things on society's checklist will deliver true joy, true happiness, true peace, true fulfillment Contrary to what society says, it simply is not possible to reach outside of ourselves to acquire material possessions or fame or fortune or any of those things to give us what our souls crave. Because the things that we truly desire, the things that our souls crave, fulfillment, happiness, peace, joy, those things only come from the inside those things come only from being rooted and grounded internally it's our thoughts our beliefs our mindsets our faith our sense of identity and self-worth those are the things that determine to what extent we actually experience joy freedom and happiness so for those of you right now who might be making your way you know along that checklist And you're checking off those boxes and you're doing the things and you know, like when you go to bed at night, when things are quiet, there's that little nagging feeling on the inside. There's that little whisper that says, oh, I'm doing all the things, but something like why am I not fulfilled? Something still feels off. I want you to know that you're not crazy. Something is off because your soul is craving true joy fulfillment. Your soul is craving peace. And there's nothing outside of ourselves that's going to deliver that. How do I know all this? Why am I saying all of this? Because, you guys, that was my experience until I began to stop looking horizontally. What do I mean by that? Until I began to stop looking out at people, at circumstances around me, and I began to look inward and go vertical, inward and downward, deep within myself and upward to God. That was the turning point in my life. When I transitioned completely out of religion, which for me up until that point, to a large degree, had included trying to do all the things, check the boxes, you know, following the rules. And I turned from that into relationship, deep, personal, intimate relationship with God and Jesus. And for me, that was the point in my life where the words of the Bible began to take root and spring up inside of me and become a real lived experience, not just words on a page, So my personal journey from bondage to freedom, from lack to abundance, from anxiety to inner peace, from disappointment to fulfillment and joy, and the steps that I took to break free and get to the other side are documented in my books. So if you're listening right now and you're struggling with any type of patterns of behavior, Maybe some habits, maybe even some addictions, or maybe you're cycling in and out of unhealthy relationships and you've tried to break those patterns, but you haven't seemed to be able to completely break those patterns. I believe that there's something in my book, How to Break the Cycle of Temptation, Addiction and Guilt from the Inside Out, that will help you in your journey toward freedom. And if right now you are struggling in your relationships, maybe feeling heartbroken, maybe just being disappointed relationship after relationship. And maybe you're even at a point now where you've labeled yourself as just having trust issues. Maybe you believe about yourself that you'll never be able to be in a healthy relationship and have trust. Maybe you don't even trust yourself right now. First of all, you're not alone, and if that's you, I believe there's something in my book, The Truth About Trust, The Secret to Thriving in Any Relationship, that will help you. I was inspired to write these books and share my journey, not because I wanted to have my personal business just laid out on the pages, because that certainly was not the case, you guys, but I was inspired... To write these books, because I really do believe that when we go through valleys and we make it through to the other side, our triumphs and our victories are not just for us. I really believe that others can benefit from our testimony. So check out either of those books or both of them. You'll find them on Amazon. Just search for my name, Joy Ross, Joy with an I, or go to my website, joyross.com. You'll find the books there and some other resources that you can download as well. But you guys know the main focal point of this show is not me and my story. It's all about the guests that I bring on the show and the conversations that we enter into and the things that they share where you guys get an opportunity to take notes and and learn from their experiences. So if you have not already grabbed a pen and paper I encourage you and invite you to do that now because I'm sure that something is going to be said today that will inspire you, encourage you. Perhaps you'll have an aha moment. Perhaps you'll hear uh, something that's shared about a step that maybe you'll want to take in your own life to move forward. Whatever it is, you'll want to be able to jot that down and refer to it later. So, Here's my hope. My hope today for you, the listeners, is that you'll be encouraged through the conversation that we're about to get into. My hope is that you'll know that you are not alone. You'll know that you matter. You'll know that you were created for a purpose you'll know that no matter what circumstances you're facing right now, you guys, no matter how challenging the circumstances in your life might be, no matter how dark things might look for you right now in this moment, here's the truth. If transformation happened for me and if it can happen for the guests on the show, it can happen for you too. So, hey, if you were with me last week, And the week before, you know that I kicked off a new series, and we're continuing that series this week. I've been thinking a lot lately about identity and the importance of just knowing who we are and why we're here. And for me, this is important not in terms of, oh, this is just one other thing on a list that we should do But our identity and really digging into and discovering who we are, why we're here is really important because there's such freedom in really knowing who we are. And there's a flow and a power that we begin to enter into in our lives once we truly tap into our identity and when we embrace it. So while I was thinking about identity and sort of meditating on that, I received a download about doing a series on Christian business owners and having them talk about their stories and specifically how their relationship with God influences their business life. And If you tuned in last week, you guys heard me share and I'll share again, just being totally transparent. I was skeptical about doing this series because for many years, I tried to keep my spiritual life separate from my business life until recently when it became crystal clear to me that bringing my whole self to whatever I'm doing means literally bringing all of me so that means bringing my spiritual perspective with me, right? My mind, body, soul to the table. And here's the thing there's really no such thing as leaving a part of ourselves behind, right? You know, sometimes we try to do that where it's like, oh, I'm going to leave this part of me over here and I'm only going to reveal this part of me to my clients or, oh, this group of friends. I don't really want them to know this part of me. So we try to compartmentalize, but really just fooling ourselves when we do that, because the truth is, wherever we go, all of us shows up in the room. But so much of society is based on fitting in and conforming to whatever will get us the most likes, the most followers and all the things. But I'm showing up these days, embracing all of who I am. And I know for certain that the spiritual transformation that I've gone through and my revelation on the truth of who God is and how much he loves me, that's the core of my identity. And so I haven't really done a series on this show where I intentionally ask people like, hey, let's have a conversation about God and what that means to you. Uh, But here we are and we're doing this series because I'm being true to my identity and my purpose. And the people that I'm bringing on, they're being bold and courageous and they're being true to their core identity as well. So somebody needs to know right now. That it's okay to bring your whole self to the table in your business life, in your CEO life, your personal life, your social life, wherever you're showing up in the world. And here's the thing, folks, not only is it okay, but that, excuse me, that's the sweet spot. That's where the true joy, fulfillment, peace, happiness, abundance, and all the things lie is when we embrace our identity and we show up as our true selves. So you guys ready to dive in today? I know that you are. I'm going to give you one more opportunity to go ahead and grab a pen and some paper because on the other side of this break, I am bringing back a powerhouse, a dynamic woman. And I know you guys are going to take some notes because she is always dropping gold and wisdom. So don't go anywhere. We're going to take a short break and then we're going to dive into this conversation on the other side. We will be right back.
0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. If you are wondering why you can't seem to attain that feeling of joy, fulfillment, and freedom in your life, then you need to listen to Living Inside Out today. Your host, Joy Ross, will help guide you away from the outside-in way of thinking you've been taught to live. Joy and her expert guests will dispel myths and expose the beliefs that subconsciously hold us hostage, preventing us from experiencing true joy, fulfillment, abundance, and freedom. Living Inside Out today, Thursdays at 9 a.m. on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Connect with us, and we'll connect with you. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is on LinkedIn. Get the first word about happenings with the network, where our next live event will be, and what's up with our hosts. Look up Voice America on LinkedIn. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are listening to Living Inside Out today with Joy Ross. Have a question for Joy or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Now back to the show. Here again is Joy Ross.
1: Hey, hey, welcome back from that break. I hope you guys took the opportunity to grab a pen and paper because we are about to get into some really good conversation today. So, continuing our series that we started recently, I'm bringing back on the show today someone who is no stranger to the show. Uh, my guest today is the bold, beautiful Dr. Denise Nicholson, who also happens to be CEO of Bold Publishing. Denise is an insightful speaker with the gift of telling stories a native of Jamaica West Indies. She's the founder of Bold Publishing, where she mentors and coaches first-time authors and helps them get their book idea out of their heads, onto paper, and making revenue. Denise coaches existing authors also on how to increase their revenue by leveraging their existing books. So guys, for those of you who are authors or want to be authors, you definitely want to tune in and you definitely want to follow up with Denise because she can help you get your idea on paper, get that book project that you've been thinking about done. Or if you're sitting on books that you've written and those books aren't generating revenue, Denise is your person. She can help you. So, Denise, I'm so happy to have you back. Welcome back to the show.
2: It is so good to be here again. Oh, my goodness. I think I feel like I'm home now.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You are. And you're in the love seat today. You know how sometimes people say, oh, you're in the hot seat. Nope. You're in the love seat Mm -hmm. today, Denise. And we're going to ask you to reveal all of who you are as it pertains to some of those things that we don't ordinarily talk about, right? Um yes. Let's talk about God today. Is that I mean, all right? Let's, let's talk
2: about God. You know, he's a part of our every second of our every day. And so let's talk about it. Let's not hide it under a bushel because you cannot hide your light under a bushel. So let's let's talk about it.
1: Yeah, I love it. So um, let's start here. Mm-hmm. So I was thinking about, And you probably know there's this passage in scripture where Jesus is talking to the disciples and he's asking, Who do people say that I am? Right? And the disciples are like, Oh, some say you're the Messiah. Some say you're a teacher. Some say you're a rabbi. Some say, you know, this and that. And then he asks Peter, Okay. That's all great what they are saying. But Peter, who do you say that I am? Who am I to you, right? Mm -hmm. So Denise, I'm going to ask you that. Who is Jesus? Who is God to you? So I
2: just turned 50. And I have to say that over the five decades, God has been... A number of things to me. Mm. Uh, I would say he was a father in the beginning and turned friend because, in the first decade of my life, I was trying to figure him out. I was just, I knew he was my father, but I was trying to figure out how do I fit in. And I was hearing all of the words. And then at one point, I could read the words for myself. And eventually, I concluded okay, this is God. He is holy, he's my father, and I need to fear him. But not everyone fears him. That's how I concluded that's, you know, God to me. And then there was another phase of my life. In the second decade of my life, I got myself in so much stuff. I got myself in so much trouble Mm -hmm. that at that time during that season, all I could do was pray because I kept finding myself into all kinds of different things where I was begging to be rescued. Mm. And I remember I was at a friend's house. I kissed a boy and I was like, oh my goodness. I mean, we kissed. And I was like, I, you know, feeling really terrible because I know the word and I knew I shouldn't have done that. And so I was just like begging for forgiveness. And then I was in a position where I was at home or in a place where I should have been. It wasn't my home, but it was a place that I should have been with adults. And I almost got raped and I was begging to be rescued. And there were so many So many instances during my second decade that I was begging to be rescued. And, you know, in that time, he was my rescuer in the second decade of my life. He was my deliverer. And I remember in the Bible, there is a verse that does say that the Lord is my rock and my fortress, and he is my deliverer my God, my strength in whom I will trust, Mm -hmm. my buckler and my horn of my salvation and my high tower. So I, in that time, in that decade, he was my rescuer, honey. But then there was another decade that I have the opportunity to live to see And in that third decade, I realized that although God was rescuing me and he was delivering me, Mm -hmm. I had some responsibilities and I would continue to find myself begging to be rescued if I didn't develop some life-saving skills and practice Mm -hmm. using them. So, for example, like speaking up, Mm -hmm. you know, being... Fearless about people not crossing certain boundaries with me mm-hmm. and assessing my life and making a plan to, to be happy. Mm-hmm. So I, in that decade, I assessed my life, made a plan to be above all things happy. hmm that was my goal. I wanted to be happy because in the year, in my second decade, when I was getting myself into all kinds of stuff or finding myself in situations, I realized that even though God was delivering me, I had some responsibilities to make myself mm. happy because I have got I had gotten depressed because so many things were going on one after the other. I had gotten depressed and sad and, you know, eventually suicidal. And so I I knew that I had some responsibilities. And so I, I assessed my life, made a plan to be happy and to take care of my health and also to take care of my wealth. I wanted to n- ensure that I was well taken care of. And I knew God would guide me there. I just needed to assess myself and see where I wanted to go so he could guide me. Mm. So in that third decade, Mm -hmm. he was my companion while, you know, I was walking through. He was my companion. But then I had that fourth decade of my life and I was just living my best life. I was reaping all of the benefits from the seeds that I'd sown earlier on, especially in my third decade, so I felt fulfilled and I was enjoying accomplishments and enjoying seeing my children grow and enjoying a good marriage because it was not good earlier on. So I was just enjoying the fruits of the seeds that I had planted and, in that decade, you know he, he was he was a constant friend um, in that fourth decade, I can say, God was a constant friend. And you know, when you have a friend that you could just go back to and say, "You remember the time when and you laugh?" And mm-hmm. so he was that friend that I trust and love, and still feared, but trust, and loved. Mm-hmm. So, you know, in those seasons, he's everything different in, in, in those seasons for me, and in this decade, I'm 50 now, I am hopeful to see what I friend I have in Jesus, and to see where we're going from here, because I think this is my season, to know the word and apply the word more. So I Mm. think I will find out in this decade, some new things about my friend and father and companion and, you know, all the things, my deliverer, I will find out Mm. a lot more about him in this time, in this new decade, because I just turned 15 November. So I have a whole 10 years to Mm -hmm. gather what kind of friendship or what kind of God he's going to be to me this in this season.
1: Yeah. Oh, I love how you painted that picture and happy belated birthday. November was just a short while ago. Denise. Yeah. I really love that. And you guys, I hope that the impact Of her response hit you the way that it did me, because that was such a beautiful picture of being on life's journey and the reality that God is not just one thing. So, I mean, you painted this picture. Here's what I wrote down in my notes. I'm like, oh, he's all these things. Father, Deliverer and rescuer—that really hit me because in my twenties too. Probably for most of us, twenties, you know, you're living wow. wild. <laughs> yeah, living wild. Yeah, rough. The twenties are rough. You're trying to find out, like, who am I? And you're, you know, independent. And you realize, hey, I'm a, legally an adult. I can do whatever I'm big and bad enough to do. And so, <laughs> some of us do all those things and in, in our trouble. 20s, get yes, get trouble. Yes, run off of ditches, you know, run into walls. Just a lot of mistakes in our 20s. So I love how you painted that picture because maybe somebody's in their 20s listening right now, right? So you just encourage them that, hey, God can be your deliverer. Let him be your rescuer, right? Because he is that. And then in the third decade, you said, ooh, that's when he... I wrote down co-creator because that's what I heard. You didn't use that term, but that was when you said hey I have some responsibility I realize that now you made your plan and what I took away was you and God co-created your life in the the 30s and then in the 40s he's your constant friend and now I love how you said I'm hopeful and looking forward to because that's like oh you're entering into this era of let me discover what else he is right yes like an ongoing discovery. I love that. So Denise, let's talk about how does your relationship with God influence your work? And in particular, how you navigate as a CEO? Like, do you bring him into your work? Like, just how does that work? How does does the relationship influence you? It is so hard
2: for me not to bring him into everything because I was raised to go to, not just raised, I I literally had to go to him as my father. I had no earthly father. My father died when I was three years old. So Mm -hmm. he was my, my father. He's the only father I can really remember being, no being consistent, always there for me. So for me, it is hard for me not to bring him into the room. So I go to him in prayer for everything, everything business, everything personal, especially when I have a presentation, I go to him, I go to the word because I know that there is a message that he would want me to share for this presentation. So I go to him for everything.
1: That's awesome. So in that relationship, going to him for everything, what would you say has been one of the biggest benefits that you've seen in your life? And I'm also going to ask you, how has this, your relationship with him transformed your mindset, your perspective. So what's the biggest benefit and how has that transformed your, your mindset, how you think, how you view things. I view things from a
2: biblical perspective because that's where the word is for me. So for you, it may be somewhere, somewhere else, but for me, it is the Bible. So I go to the Bible and I realize the benefit of that is he's going to always give me a sign. He's going to always give me a word. He's going to always give me a clue. And the third thing is no matter how anxious I am about something, he always works. <laughs> he works it out, honey. He works it out. <laughs> and that's a really great benefit because i've experienced it time and time again that he's going to work it out he's going to once i say yes the next thing that i need to do comes before me the next thing that i need to do is laid out and the next and the next and the next so i realized that when i go to him for everything and i'm like i surrender it to him from the very beginning like okay god I have this great idea and I want it to go this way, but I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know what to expect. So can you just work it out for me? So I go to him first, ask him to work it out and I tell him the truth. I'm nervous. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing. I know you have this expectation of me. So please, just make it clear what you want me to do. I I, I don't want to make an error. I don't want to guess. I don't want to be anxious. So please, Mm -hmm. father, just
1: show me the next step that I need to take.
2: Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) Okay. So I know that there's somebody listening right now and they may be I think there's somebody listening right now who is skeptical or unclear, or unsure about just the role of spirituality. Maybe this is somebody who kind of, sort of believes, yeah, I believe there's God, but they're not necessarily in a one-on-one personal relationship. Maybe they've had some exposure to going to church or religion, but not this deep sort of relationship that you're talking about. So for somebody like that, who heard what you just said, especially that last part, right? You just go to him and like, truthfully, just talk to him. Hey, this is a situation. I'm going into this. I'm I'm scared. I'm nervous. Just lay it all out there. And please work it out. Thank you very much. For somebody who heard that and they're like, like, how do you actually, and how do you hear God's voice like how do you like what does that actually look like how do you know when he answers what would you say to them
2: so when he answers I'm gonna give you the perfect example of his answers because his his answers is not always what you want Mm. it is not what you want but he's working it out because he can see ahead And so he's working it out. So what I'm going to ask you to do, if you are skeptical, just start with this. Have a conversation with him as if it's your friend. Mm. Put God first and it will all work out if you just see him as a friend. But here's an example of how your friend, your God, is going to deliver you keep you safe, keep a hedge around you as he promised, and you're going to be mad. Let me tell you. Yeah, tell us. (laughs) I had been planning to go to a business conference for a year. I saw the business conference. I wanted to go in November. When I saw it, I made plan to go the next November. I paid for it bought my tickets. It is pretty expensive. Wow. I was going with my husband and we packed head out to the airport. Everything was working out well. Ooh, mm-hmm. everything was working out well. My husband was out of town for business. He came back in time. Like everything was working out well, honey. And we get to the airport I'm excited. I can't wait. I start content. I start, you know, blogging about it. I start just, just filled with excitement. And I get to the airport. It was foggy that morning and they canceled. First they delayed the flight and then they canceled the flight. Mm. And when they canceled the flight, I wasn't anxious uh, they said that they would book me on the next flight, and so I wasn't anxious. Once I got to the the attendant and they told me that they had booked me on the flight for tomorrow, I was like, "No, no, no! Mm-hmm. This conference starts this afternoon. I must be in Texas. I'm going. I'm mm-hmm. going to help myself." So I called my assistant and I said, "Please get me on another flight." And she took care of that. Mm-hmm. And while we were still there waiting. To be bounced around and try to get on to another flight. So they kept, you know, putting us, I think we had to, they told me to to get on another flight to to a different part of Texas. And so I was willing to do all of that. But Mm -hmm. I still had my backup plan to get on another airline and get on another flight in the Mm -hmm. evening. So I was just going through the motions with them, honey. Here's where God's protection came into place. I believe strongly that didn't work out for us to get on any of the flights for that airline, but then I had my backup plan. So we're headed over there and we go to this new place um, to the new gate to get on this Mm. flight. And guess what? That flight was canceled also. Mm. That flight was canceled. The first flight was canceled in the morning because of bad weather in New York. Mm-hmm. The second flight was canceled in because there was bad weather in Texas. Mm. I cried all the way home. I said, My husband said, Let's go home. I said, Yeah, let's go home. I cried all the way home. I was like, I wanted to be there. I really made so many different plans. Put so many things in place. I should be there. I I was upset. Yeah. But even though I was upset, I gave God thanks first. I was like, mm-hmm. thank you, God, for the protection, for putting an edge around me. I don't know what you are saving me from, but I am grateful. I pray for your protection and for you to put an edge around me and my family all the time. And so thanks for the hedge that you have put around me. I'm still upset. Mm-hmm. So that's one you know, just just one example of how God is always in charge. He yeah. sees ahead and he will take care of you. He works it all out, but you're not gonna always be happy that he's working it all out,
1: <laughs> and oh, I love that you brought that in because you know, we're all about practicality on this show, and I agree, like, wow, I don't think that's ever come up in any of the conversations so far, but God is not a genie, right? And I think sometimes people have this view of him as kind of being a slot machine, right? We go, we make a request and like ching and then everything we want just comes out, you know, like we hit the jackpot or whatever, but you're right, he answers, but the answers don't always come the way that we are expecting them to, so, I'm guessing, Denise. I mean, I'm reading into your story. The reason why you're able to respond that way, the reason why you were able to leave the airport, even though you were crying and you were upset and like, thank you, God, you know, for protecting me is because you trust him. Yes. There's some trust there. Yes. And I developed
2: that trust because. Over the years, over the decades, I've seen him time and time again come through for me. Mm -hmm. So, yes, I developed that trust in him. In the earlier years, I didn't have that trust. In the earlier years, I had fear. Mm -hmm. If you remember, in my first 10 years, that first decade was I feared God. I knew, I heard he was holy, and I got the understanding that he's holy and to be feared. And that was it for me. Then when I moved through the other decades of my life where I was constantly in things where he needed to rescue and deliver me, I developed a trust that he is going to take care of me.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Even
2: when... Things didn't go how I wanted it to go. I was going through some struggles. I had some trauma. You're still going to go through stuff. Mm-hmm. You're still going to have that struggle. Being a child of God doesn't mean you won't have any trouble. There will be no tears. There will be no, no trauma, honey. It just means that you will be able to stand on that. So whatever the story is, one day it will be a stepping stone for your success Mm -hmm. because he makes all things, all things work out Mm -hmm. for those, for you, because you trust him. You're his child. So because you believe in him, all things are going to work out. The rape, I'm so sorry, I have to say, you know, for those of you who've ever been in that situation, I don't take it lightly, but it will work out. Mm -hmm. The abusive relationship, it will work out. The drug abuse, it will work out, and it will work out for your good. Mm-hmm. you will use it as a stepping stone. You will triumph. Have you ever seen a stepping stool? It really aids you to get to a higher level. Mm-hmm. And that is what your story, your trauma, your sadness, your depression, all of the things that you can't understand right now, it will help you to get to a higher level your God is going to use it because he said he will use all things, not just some things, mm-hmm. not just the things that you approve of or disapprove of, but everything, honey. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, Denise. I just, can I just have your accent? I'm sitting here like, Oh my gosh, your voice is so lovely. I love your accent <laughs> and the beautiful way you paint a picture really of what a real relationship with God looks like, how real it is in your life. And I love that you pointed out, hey, it doesn't mean that you'll be pain-free. There will be pain, right? Because as we move and grow and learn, there's pain associated with that. But because you have seen Him rescue you before, time after time after time after time, and you have stuck in this relationship for decades, you're able to have the perspective that you do now, which is whatever's happening, oh, this doesn't feel good right now. Oh, wait a minute, but this is a stepping stone. I I think you can only come to that level of wisdom that you have and, and what you just said based on actual lived experience. So, I just want to say for maybe somebody's listening and, and maybe you're at the beginning of your journey, let Denise's story be an encouragement to you of what is possible. Let it encourage you to just hang in there. Maybe you're in your second decade or that first decade, like she mentioned, where you're like, oh, I fear God. Or maybe you're in that, oh, I keep getting into situations. Just know that it gets better and better and better. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? So, Denise, let's talk about, um, because I'm I'm always curious about this. I want to talk about and ask you to share some of the major challenges that you've had merging your spiritual self with your business self. And what I mean by that is, You know, we live in a society where, especially as a female business owner, right, that probably carries challenges just in and of itself, right? And, And there might be like that alpha, what I call alpha female part, right, of being a business owner. She wants to drive. She wants to be in control. She wants to navigate things, right? But then there's the other part of you, like you said, that wants to surrender to God and let him guide so how do you how do you navigate that is that challenging for you so i can't say it is not
2: challenging because it does come up but i i've not been in the situation where i have to hide who my god is But I am not, in some environments, I'm not going to step on people's toes because I Mm -hmm. understand that I was raised like this. My grandmother was raised as a Christian, Mm -hmm. her mother before her, and so on. And so it is deep-seated in my family. And so I'm very respectful to other people's religion, Uh And I'm not overtly pushing my religion on anyone, Uh but it does come up, and whenever it comes up, I, I don't, (laughs) I, I I just, I don't excuse it. I don't say, you know, forgive me for being, for seeing it this way. I just, you know, accept your religion, and I say what I have to say and I may preface it by saying I believe this way because Mm. that's how I was raised so, you know if it doesn't if it's not what you think don't feel like I'm overtly pushing what I believe on Mm. you or anyone else and in my communities I always bring up what I've learned it's a part of who I am it's a part of the fabric that makes me And so I'm always going to have some biblical reference or maybe uh, you, I won't even say it's a biblical reference. It just flows. Mm -hmm. It just comes out. I will just reference a story. And sometimes I don't even realize I'm referencing a biblical story because Mm -hmm. these stories I've said over and over again to my family, to my children, to the people in my community, to the people within my spare. And
1: so, These things just come out. It's who I am. Yeah, I love that. I love how you said, too, that we can be, we can have a relationship with God. We can be Christian and respect that not everybody uh, might be. And so that's a thing, too, right? We don't have to push or beat other people over the head um, to believe like we do at the same time. It's just in your core. It's who you are. So, of course, it's going to come out. And you're not only fine with that, you embrace that. Um, Denise, I'm so thankful that you were able to join us today. We are coming up on the hour... Um, Can you believe that? This just went so fast. (laughs) Um, I know, right? We didn't even get into like personal mantras and stuff like that. We'll have to save that, I guess, for another conversation. But I want to thank you again for being with us. You guys, you can check out, you can follow Denise, check out what she's up to on social media, Um, author Denise Nicholson on Instagram and Facebook, um, or check out her website, DeniseNicholson.com. And uh, you guys, if you were taking notes today, and I hope that you were, I hope that you took away some things that uh, you might want to apply to your own life. Send me a note, message me, let me know what spoke to you today, what helped you today? What gave you an aha? So whatever is comfortable and convenient for you, if you guys want to email me, you know, you can do that at living inside out today at gmail.com. If you're on social media and you want to message me, you'll find me on Instagram at Joy Ross Consulting. You'll find me on Facebook at Joy Ross Consulting and Joy underscore Ross underscore seventy seven. So um I want to wish you all a beautiful rest of your day or evening, depending on what time that you're listening. And just a reminder that I am cooking up something new, you guys. It's in the oven, soon to be baked. And so I'm going to have a very special announcement that you won't want to miss in the upcoming weeks. And until next time, I'll leave you with our final tip. And you know, around here, TIP is an acronym. transformation is possible. It's a step-by-step journey that begins with making a choice to live inside out today. Until next week, love and peace.
0: Thanks for listening to Living Inside Out Today with Joy Ross. We hope today's episode has been insightful and helped open the doors in your life to the joy, fulfillment, and freedom you have been seeking. Until we talk again, have a beautiful week.